Welcome to Skills for Life, a podcast about high-demand jobs that are shaping future opportunities. This show is brought to you by the North Shore Schools Foundation. I'm Kira Dorian, your host and a North Shore mom. Let's get started. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the Blair Musk Group and Coldwell Banker Bain Real Estate, serving clients on the east side for over 20 years. Reach out to Blair today or visit him at blairmusgroup.com. Well, today on the show, I get to speak with Jesse Merriam. He is the executive producer and creative director for Minecraft. Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here, Kara, and thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, our listeners are very excited and you haven't even spoken yet. So let's start by finding out exactly what the executive producer and creative director for Minecraft does. Tell us what you do. All right. So I've worked on Minecraft for about eight years ago this week. It was uh, the eight year anniversary from when Microsoft purchased Minecraft is, is this week. And so I've had the good fortune to work in a couple of cool jobs, executive producer and creative director. As executive producer, I got to create the Bedrock edition of Minecraft and get it working on Windows 10. One of the first things we got to do was bring all the different versions of Minecraft together. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, as designer, I've gotten to dig into things like the the dressing room and emotes and uh, all sorts of different elements of fun Minecraft bits. Wow, that sounds so exciting. I have to ask you, are, are you a gamer yourself or were you a gamer before you started working on Minecraft? Absolutely. My whole life, I've been a game player, though it's interesting to note that there are a lot of people who work in games who don't necessarily play games all the time. Oh, wow. And and so I guess it makes me wonder is how did it feel kind of peeking behind the curtain of that? Was that a positive thing? Or are there things that you're like, oh, I wish I'd never seen that? <laughs> For me, definitely about 12 years ago, I I had worked already for a long time at Microsoft and uh, I kind of wanted to chase my passions. And so for me, it's been incredible. Building video games is very hard work, but it's also really, really rewarding and powerful to do something that you're really passionate about. That is so cool. I love hearing that. All right. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got here? How do you become the creative director and executive producer of Minecraft? Yeah, my journey has been long. So I am 27 years into working at Microsoft in some capacity. I started out in phone support, taking phone calls for how to use Windows 95, how to use Encarta. I then worked at the help desk, helping Microsoft employees fix their computers for work. In 1999, I became a full-time Microsoft employee working on Y2K and just bounced around all sorts of places from working in data centers to working on Windows, Office, to the beginnings of what would become Office 365, operating email and SharePoint and things for the world. And then at some point, I really had that epiphany that I just wanted to do something I was super passionate about. And video games was that thing, storytelling and those experiences, because I think video games are going to become... They're, they're going to overtake movies in the next several years as that primary way people experience another story, another life. And so video games are a first person experience, whereas movies are you kind of watching someone else's experience. So we're seeing people engage more and more and the audience is just getting bigger and bigger. And I love being able to be part of that and tell stories to people. Wow. I've never heard that before. The thought that this could overtake the movie industry. Is that because it's a first person experience? That's my belief. Yeah. 
my belief is that when you're playing a video game, you're deciding whether or not the dwarf goes into the mountain. You're deciding whether or not you take on the dragon. And so it's just a little more personal. It's your story. When you're watching a movie, as compelling as it is, you're imagining being someone else. And so as our video games continue to evolve, I think they will overtake the movie industry. Wow, that is really fascinating. Okay, so tell me then a little bit about what you think this industry is going to look like in the next five to 10 years as our students are coming out into it, especially based on on that belief. The role that I've played from Microsoft and into Mojang working on Minecraft has always been program manager. And what a program manager does is they kind of own the overall program or the overall success of some area or some topic. Could be making a skyscraper, could be making Minecraft. But whatever a program manager owns as their program, they're working out the schedules and what happens when. They're trying to make sure everything communicates effectively and that the people working on it, the management and the customers all understand what's going on and all agree with where we're going. A program manager discusses and documents the plans and makes sure that the decisions are made by the right people and then looks for problems and pulls people together to find solutions. And that role, I think, is incredibly key to any serious thing you're undertaking. It's interesting, as I work with programmers on Minecraft, I've been known to say the return on investment for working with a program manager should be positive. And what I mean by that is you should be able to get more back from a program manager than you're putting in. A program manager is there to make things go more efficiently. That's fantastic. Okay, so based on that, how do you think our students can come into this kind of work? Are there different paths? Are there entry-level roles that they could then work their way up? Are there higher-level education paths that they should consider taking that are going to give them a leg up? Does it matter? Tell us a little bit about that. I think that there is no crisp, clear path to program manager from any particular degree. As I've hired over the years, I would say that certainly communications degrees and business degrees make for very strong program managers. But also, I find a lot of program managers throughout gaming who have worked their way up through starting as a tester in an entry-level test role, testing video games or other software, starting in support like I did, taking phone calls or doing help desk work. It generally is an analytical job that is good for people who are organized, people who like a different challenge every single day. When I interview for program managers, I certainly interview for skills relative to the job and ask everybody, how good of a list can you write and how well can you keep track of it? But also... When working in the professional world, most importantly, you're going to interview for how does this person treat others when they're under stress? How organized are they? Do they do research and get multiple opinions or do they just use their own opinion? Can they ask for help? Because really everybody gets in trouble. Everybody finds things they don't know. Happens to me all the time. Uh, One of my superpowers is I'm fearless about asking for help and asking others to explain things to me. In regard to that, do they clearly explain to people around them what they're doing and invite others to participate? And how do they bring out the best in others? And you'll find that me having nearly 30 years of experience at Microsoft, I'm hiring for things that you can practice in high school. I tell my daughters all the time, 
that I spend most of my day writing book reports and sharing them in group settings. <laughs> and that, that really is largely true. Uh, and so the, the skills you practice today and how you treat people weighs really, really heavy in who's going to want to hire you and how successful you're going to be. For every role I've had, I feel like the successes have been due to my approach. I feel like I start out more curious than other people. And I try to start every conversation with how can I help? Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. And I love that message to our to our students as well, because it's so true. It's, it really does come down to your relationships in most fields. And so I love I love the idea of thinking right now as a teenager about how am I treating people and how am I building those relationships even now? So if students are interested in pursuing this line of work, becoming a program manager, maybe getting to work in the gaming field, what can they be doing now besides, you know, thinking about that relationship interaction? What are some steps they could take? Are there volunteer opportunities, internships? You know, what are some things they can do now as while they're still in school? Certainly working in group projects, there's always one person kind of handling logistics and reports. I think there's also a massive amount of information on the internet. When people ask me how to understand what a program manager is, My first stop is I send people to the definition on Wikipedia because it's really, really solid and really, really detailed. And it talks through things like the iron triangle. So in in program management, you're you're managing quality, costs, and schedule. I like to call it good, fast, cheap. And you can pick any two. And you you make a triangle and you put those those three concepts on the points. And then you ask somebody, where on the lines do you want to put your project? Because it can be... It can be good and fast, but that's not going to be cheap. It can mm. be good and cheap, but that's not going to be fast. And uh, those those constraints are are really really powerful. And there's a lot of there's a lot of information like that that you can pick up simply by researching on the web. What is a program manager? And uh, when you get to the point that you're entering the workforce, there are a lot of entry level program manager jobs because it takes a lot of focus and a lot of help to get the most out of a well-handled engineering team. And so uh, I love making software, especially video games. And that takes a lot of program managers to keep everything communicated and coordinated and make sure that when 19 people are working on an objective together, their, their thing gets finished in time to hand to the next person in just the right way. And so there's a lot of entry-level jobs you can get through Insight Global, Allegis, Apex, Randstad. There's a lot of companies that staff temp program managers that are a great way to explore the job and see if it's interesting to you, get your feet wet, and start start feeling out if this is something that you're passionate about. I will say, as someone who has been a program manager for a really long time, the job's different every day. And that's super exciting for someone like me who gets distracted easily to have a different challenge that keeps me interested and engaged all the time. Wow. So it sounds like one has a lot of opportunities at the entry level. And then also, if you choose to get a business or communications degree, that that's going to set you up really well. What would make a student stand out for the entry level roles without a business or communications degree? You know, they're fresh out of high school. What what are they going to be looking for on? I mean, there, there is no resume, right? So 
how does how does a student present themselves in that situation to show, hey, I, I bring these skills to the table. I you know I don't have a business or communications degree, but I am a great candidate for this entry level program management position. Well, hiring managers are all different. I'll say when I wanted to get into video games, I started as a Microsoft employee coming from the boring patching place. I said, hey, can I get an interview? And I must have interviewed, I interviewed for at least, with at least 40 different people trying to get in. And uh, I didn't have game experience. And so they're like, well, if you don't have game experience, we don't really want to hire you. And I I, I tried to explain to them if they hired me, I would have some game experience. <laughs> so uh, we got to the point where I wrote out a paragraph for every line in a job description on why I was a better candidate than anybody with games experience. And I'll say, just don't give up. These successes out there, if you hang with it long enough, it took me about seven months to convince someone in video games to give me a chance. And three years later, I was executive producer of Minecraft. Wow. The keys to success at the most entry-level position or when you're trying to make a change or just when you're trying to enter are be somebody who can articulate how you treat people well and how you handle stress. Be curious. You don't have to show up and know everything. You have to show up and, and demonstrate that you're curious. Be helpful and just don't give up. Mm. Oh, I love it, Jesse. I love it so much. We have just a little bit of time. I'd love to know what you love about your job. I would say what I love about my job is talking to the Minecraft fans. In my role, I get to demo to people like Stampy, Mumbo Jumbo, and Ninja. But even better, I get to talk to seven-year-olds at Minecon about their builds and their excitement and just hearing the energy from the people that have gotten to create on something I've participated in is super, super powerful. Oh, I love that. I love that. Any final words of wisdom for our students? Something you might tell your 18-year-old self if you had the chance? Simply that uh, I think it's important to pursue the things you're passionate about. Anything in front of you, if it's worth doing, do it well and uh, use every chance to practice. Uh, in high school, you have assignments. Some of them might not be your favorite. Take it as a challenge to do something really well. I get, ass I get a handed assignments at work all the time that I might be annoyed with or not think they're a perfect fit for me. I do them great. I knock mm -hmm. them out of the park. And that, that can be a, a whole mini game for me. So practice doing well. If you, if you don't like the thing in front of you, practice communicating well practice really over explaining it to someone who doesn't have as much knowledge as you. There's a lot of things you can do and practice to be really, really effective at chasing your dreams. And then I'll say one thing I, I know now that I think is really important is if you work on something you're passionate about, your gas tank is, is so much more full. So definitely, if you can, choose something that you're really passionate about and dig in and make it happen. I love it. Jesse, thank you so much for your time today, your expertise, and some incredible words of wisdom for our students. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you very much. It was a great time. We hope you'll join us again. And remember to hit subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes. Join the conversation on our Facebook page, Build Skills for Life. That's Build Skills, the number four, and then the word life. Are you interested in advertising as a sponsor for this podcast? Contact us at podcast at nsdfoundation.org. 
To learn more about the North Shore Schools Foundation, visit us at northshoreschoolsfoundation.org. Thanks for listening.